2: This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Megigoria.
3: December 25th, 1992. Today, I wish to place you all under my mantle to protect you from every satanic attack. We don't have to qualify that if you're following Our Lady. You understand that. From the moment you encounter her, the woman you start getting attacked. Yes, you're always under attack. Satan's always after you. He's always desiring you. He's always looking for you. But when you yoke yourself with her, when you get underneath her mantle, the visionaries have said, if you consecrate yourself to Our Lady, He knows He can't have you, but He'll make your life miserable. It's the cross. It's the cost of doing business with Our Lady. When we first started going to Medjugorje, we had this girl that was Protestant that was running an agency, travel agency outside of Caritas before I incorporated that into it. And she went on every trip to the travel bureau that she worked for with us. And she became Catholic. That's the short side of the story. She went through the process of conversion and several people in the Birmingham area became friends with her. They were excited. It was one of the first conversions and radical walks of toward our lady of a protestant they were all excited and we had a big party for her we bought our medal and everything and she was welcomed into the catholic community her family didn't like it they thought we brainwashed her within eight months she dropped out of the catholic church we were horrified But that's how Satan hates anybody that goes to her, the woman, that he'll make your life so miserable that what happened to her, her family disowned her. And she had to choose her lady, the son of her lady, underneath a new way of being a Christian instead of Protestant. And she chose her family. A tragedy. So your life's not going to be easy through Medjugorje, through following a lady, and it's not supposed to be. How can you ever be apostle if you're going to be trained for things that you got to counsel other people through not just words, but your witness of your life, how you've lived it, how you fought your battles, how you stood up, how you continued it, despite all things attacking you from the back, from the front, from the sides, and still say, I belong to her. I work for her. And I listened to her. August 2nd, 2014. You think we're not to listen to her? She said on that date, I ask this of you also to believe me and to follow me. People counter that with the good. Well, we got to listen to the church. We got to listen to what the church is saying. But Our Lady's been parallel that and being off of that path to follow her because the path that we're being taught and we're being teached is not the path we need to be on to deal with the world today and to survive it and to grow the church. Our Lady's plan is so vast, so deep that you cannot understand it. Even these simple messages and their profoundness as she said of them except through prayer, penance, sacrifice, and confession, and live in peace. They are mysterious to the intelligentsia. And for those who are not mysterious to them of these kinds, the folly, a waste of time. But for the humble, for the serious, For those who look around and see the signs of the time, they're our very life, and it's their life that gets attacked.
2: This is entitled, Attacks on Christians in U.S. Double in Three Years. Hostility toward religion in America has expanded dramatically in recent years, with florists targeted, bakers punished, nuns coerced, and even retail companies facing discrimination for their faith, according to a new report from First Liberty Institute. The new report, titled Undeniable, the Survey of Hostility to Religion in America, reveals a list of more than 1,200 cases at the start of this year. These cases show a clear expansion during this past year, the report said. The hostility is undeniable. And it is dangerous. Kelly Shackelford, the chief counsel for First Liberty, explained that hostility to religion in America is rising like floodwaters. This flood is engulfing ordinary citizens, he says, who simply try to live normal lives according to their faith and conscience. It is eroding the bedrock on which stand vital American institutions, such as government, education, the military, business, houses of worship, and charity. It has the potential to wash away the ground that supports our other rights, including freedom of speech, press, assembly, and the government by consent of the people. As 2012 closed, at the end of Barack Obama's first term, The organization documented 600 cases. The list now is more than twice as long as candidates fight this year to replace Obama. The tabulation divides the attacks into four categories attacks in the public arena, attacks in the schoolhouse, attacks against churches and ministries, and attacks in the military. In one case, in the last category, Senior Master Sergeant Philip Monk a 19-year Air Force veteran at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, returned from deployment and found that he had a new commander who was openly living abomination, the report explained. Sergeant Monk's commander asked Sergeant Monk what he thought about abominable false marriage. Sergeant Monk initially refused to answer, stating that his views were irrelevant to his job. When Sergeant Monk's commander insisted that he tell her, Monk affirmed that he believed in the biblical view of marriage. She then relieved him of his duties and had him reassigned, the report said, and he later was charged by officials with making false official statements. The attacks are sweeping away small businesses, careers, and ministries. Behind the legalities are tears, anguish, and the denial of basic human tolerance, compassion, and common decency, Shackleford wrote. It's time for a national rejection, a politically correct cruelty, based on discrimination against traditional American forms of faith. He cited a relatively small but powerful sector of society, composed of influential people and organizations, who consider active faith as irrelevant at best, and dangerous to essential social progress at worst. One must ask, is America prepared to sacrifice the benefits of open religious activity on the altar of modern political correctness? Noted social historian Dr. Rodney Stark of Baylor University undertook a comprehensive analysis of the positive impact of religion in the United States in reducing crime, improving education, bettering mental and physical health, increasing employment, and reducing welfare. Dr. Stark conservatively estimated the benefit to be at least $2.67 trillion per year. Other scholars confirmed this overall assertion. Can we afford to ignore such research? and toss away the blessings of free religious exercise, he asked? Further, freedom of religion supports other freedoms. Without the concept of a higher authority to make government accountable to unchanging principles of justice, all other freedoms are at risk of being violated, redefined, or revoked by government, he warned.
3: So it is today. We have all these solutions where the political race is running, Everybody brings up the issue. This is how we're going to fix it. This is how we're going to do it. And yet nobody says how to fix welfare, which is a sin to receive that by the vast majority who are receiving it because they could work. They don't want to work. And you have on top of that the physical health of people, their mental health, education, the crowd's barreling out of control. And what's the answer for all this? The read just said it, plain and simple. It's Christianity. We have people that are tribal. We have people so off base that they need to be Christianized. And we won't do that because we say we're pushing something. Now, we should had, as we said a few shows ago, an expectation of behavior. I know in a skein. I've been down there, there's a bridge that goes over there from Miami to over there, and when somebody's crossing the bridge, the police look at them and say, where are you going? I'm just going to a skein." You got a job there? No. What are you going there for? I don't know. Turn around and go back the other way. Oh, is that intolerant? They have a low crime rate there. They're not going to put up with it because there's an expectation of behavior. You say, is that wrong? I don't see any problem with it. We have to protect ourselves just like the wagon train when Indians attack. We've got people who hate you. We have people who hate different people running for office right now for the presidency. And the hatred is being spewed actually gives an indication of what Satan himself hates. I'm amazed at some of the conservatives who are spewing out hatred. And the anger being vented tells me something about who they're against. It makes it easier to make up your mind. And so we have, quote for today, America, it is said, is suffering from intolerance. It is not. It is suffering from tolerance. Tolerance of right and wrong, truth and error, virtue and evil, Christ and chaos. Our country is not, nearly so overrun with the bigoted as it is as overrun with the broad-minded. So crossing a bridge in a place you have no business being is bigoted. And this quote saying about the problem is not intolerance. The problem today is tolerance. We tolerate things we should never tolerate. Our lady said, July 31st, 1986, by love turned everything good which Satan desires to destroy and possess. So it's by love. Is it by love for the people who wants protection, turning somebody away on the crossing of the bridge? Or is it hatred? St. John said in his book, the apostle who is known as love, he conveys in his book, throughout his book, love is best displayed by obedience. Obedience to what? To God. How? Maybe Jesus told Maria four Christmases ago, I am your peace, live my commandments. There needs to be an expectation out of people that you will live the principles of Christianity in this nation. And if you're not, why do we want you around us? But we're intolerant and that's bigoted. And so this quote, America, it is said, is suffering from intolerance. It is not. It is suffering from tolerance. Tolerance of right and wrong, truth and error, virtue and evil, Christ and chaos. Our country is not nearly so overrun with bigoted people as it is overrun with the broad-minded. Fulton J. Sheen, 1950s. Wow. How do you like that pill to swallow? Pretty awesome. He says, back then... The intolerance is not the problem, it's tolerance. And now we're seeing the full manifestation of this evil of tolerance because we have to tolerate every kind of behavior that is deviant and you can't say anything about it or you can't correct it or you're a bigot. Love demands that we have a civil society and we protect people through it. And so Dr. Stark Confirmed by other scholars, says conservatively, this is the bottom figure. It is estimated that the benefit to be at least $6.67 trillion per year. For what? For reducing crime, improving education, better mental health and physical health, increasing employment, And reducing welfare because those Christian principles, those commandments lived brings flourishing people, a cultivation that grows and that everybody and the people crossing the bridge that is a place of them that they can come to because it's an expected behavior that is tolerated and we do not, we have intolerance for behavior the opposite. The Christian walk. He says, "Other scholars confirm this overall assertion? Can we afford to ignore such research? Toss it away? The blessing of free religious exercise? He asked. Further freedom of religion supports other freedoms. So if we're free from religion and principles and holding people accountable, then it supports the evil freedoms to do whatever we like and run over you. And that's what's happening. And we don't have the courage to stand up to it. Because nobody takes an issue and looks at it and goes to the moral high ground. They go to the tolerance. We need to be intolerant of these behaviors. Quote, the refusal to take sides on great moral issues is itself a decision. This is what we have today. Well, I can't tell other people how to live. Yes, you can. We have to have an expectation of behavior for our well-being of our family, our children, our schools, and our culture. The quote goes on, it is a silent acquiesce to evil. The tragedy of our time is that those who still believe in honesty like fire and conviction, while those who believe in dishonesty are full of passionate convictions. Fulton J. Sheen, 1950s. How has he so prophetically addressed then that's grown to now that's out of control? The enemy opposes us as Christians today with much more passion than we do in convicting our living Christianity. Scary. And so our lady says, July 31st, 1986, hatred gives birth to dissension and does not regard anyone or anything. And that's when she goes on and says, by love turn everything into good which Satan desires to destroy and possess. Possess. Or lady said, May 25th, 1988, pray without ceasing that Satan cannot take advantage of you. He wants to take your life. He wants you dead. He wants the culture dead. But a lady says to us, August 2nd, 2014, the reason that I am with you, my mission is to help you for good to win. Even though this does not seem possible to you now, this is the goal of Our Lady. But unless we get toward our goal, unless we start walking, unless we start acting, we have expectations. And through our witness, we hold people by conviction of our witness and what we live. We change nothing. We have to be courageous. What does it mean to be Courageous. G.K. Chesterton says, courage is almost a contradiction in terms. What does that mean? He answers it. He says, it means a strong desire to live taking the form of readiness to die. And in other words, if you want to live, be ready to die. Because if you're not living for your convictions, you're not ready to die for it, you have no courage in you. I've said often I will give my life before I ever deny these apparitions. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm not going to be quiet. You're not going to silence me. You can't do it. You can say okay, the church is ordering you to do this. By matter of conscience I can never go against what I know is true. No matter what anybody says. They said, oh, a friend of Mr. is putting his against the church. No, the church cannot violate my conscience. I've seen too many things behind the scenes. I've been with Maria when you can see circumstances that it's impossible for her to be making this up. It's impossible for her not to be seeing the Virgin Mary. I've seen and walked with a saint, some of the greatest saints in the church who are her on that same level. Maria, you don't know what I've been exposed to in the pain and the difficulties and what she walks and nobody can do it through acting. Nobody can do it for money. Nobody can do it because of mentally ill. Nobody can do it for the egos. Nobody can do it because they want to be a star, be in front of people. They can only do it for one reason and one reason alone. They are seeing the Holy Virgin Mary whose last apparitions on earth has come to tell us, turn your life around now. You're the witnesses for the time of the Antichrist at the end of the world, who they will look at to these apostles today, how they'll walk with the Antichrist against him as we walked with the Virgin who taught us to turn our back against Satan. Let me tell you a secret, something I'd never spoken for on the air. When the Virgin Mary came to our bedroom, she had apparitions. We wanted to go outside. It never happened. We quit asking. And our lady said, on Thanksgiving Day tomorrow morning, this is 1030 at night, I'll appear in the field. we were thrilled. By the time everybody left, it was 12 o'clock. We knew very few people would come. We don't know how word spreads so quickly. And Thanksgiving Day, people are busy. They got family. They got things going on. 400 people show up at 10 o'clock. And Our Lady appears facing the mountain. And we're by the tree facing her. And that mountain has a hollow up there called Devil's Hollow. And she got us to turn our back against Satan. And she faced him. while well, we faced her. That was the only apparition that took place that way. Every other apparition in the field was the reverse. She faced us with her back to the mountain, the devil's hollow, and we were in front of her. She inserted herself Between us and Satan, when we had our back, while he's stabbing us in the back, we were facing her the first time. A profound statement. Nothing our lady does is by accident. This is no exception like, oh, we just see a coincidence. Our lady showed me. Turn your back on Satan, and I'll put myself between you and him. She wants to do that. August 2nd, 2011, become my new people with my son, a people who knows that if they have lost God, they have lost themselves, a people who knows that with God, despite suffering and trials, they are secure and saved. We are safe when she inserts herself between us and the devil. You want that? You can have it. And if you want to grow from that, she says and continues in the same message, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it then you can become an apostle, and you can work with her and be with her. Because she says on December 25th, 1992, I wish to place you all under my mantle to protect you from every satanic attack. I call you to build up a new world a peace together with me by means of prayer. You can get on this wagon, this bus, or ship, or whatever you want to call it, underneath her mantle, but we're moving forward. There's no time to stop it. It can't be stopped. Time is moving. It can no longer be reversed. And we've got an appointment with destiny, with three admonitions, the final being the proof of the apparitions, and how tragic it'll be for so many who didn't get on the train. And so we have a simple, even from the scholars saying $2.6 trillion per year is saved to Christianity by increasing employment because people have more values. The health is better by living moral. They have better mentalities. And we reduce welfare. This is a secular report that proves we have to go back to the Christian walk. So be ready for everything and shocked by nothing. Don't be surprised what we will see, where we'll have to walk, what we have to do, what kind of mire we'll be trapped in. Our lady says, "Don't be afraid. We're headed for times." Unlike we've seen since the time of Noah and the flood. And so for you, I say, this is opportunity time. This is time to decide. This is the time to walk with the lady and forget all those things you're attached to and unite those attachments and those good things that you can have that works for the glory of God. Our Lady said, August 2nd, 2011. But according to God's will, all together, with my Son, you can change everything and heal the world. Do not procrastinate. Do not delude yourself. We're in the moment of opportunity. Opportunity that will never come back to us again. As these are the last apparitions on earth. Listen to her. Follow her. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
2: This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.